Well, let's bring it back here. So we're, um, we've been going through a series uh, titled Journey with Jesus, and uh, we're, we're continuing that and, and, and kind of branching off from that, and we're really talking through specific ways that um, you can uh, be, be, be involved in, the, in, in, in community and, uh, uh, and, and reaching out to your neighbors. We're going to be, in the next several weeks, we're going to be talking about a number of different topics. Today, I'm talking about the, the, the topic of, of generosity. And, uh, you know, that's not just limited generosity with your money, although that's very included, but it's generosity with your time, your resources, what God has given you, what God's put in your hand, are you giving that back? And so uh, I'm I'm excited to be uh, delivering this, but um, in in that vein, we're going to go ahead and take up our our, our normal tithes and offerings, and uh, we're going to be taking up another one later on that I'll talk about uh, uh, later on, but... um, um, but but this is but uh, this is just for the for the normal ties and offerings and I, I'm just 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 ask that you know be generous as God has been given to you. If you're new with us, please don't 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 worry about this. This is uh, not something. Uh, this this is an in-house thing. But uh, ushers, we go ahead and pass the bags. Thank you. Well, that's being passed. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep talking. How about that? We serve a generous God, don't we? See, so I think some people, there, there's, a, there's a stereotype that, that um, it's all about what, um, what I have to give to God. And God's like, take, take, take. No, give me more. Give me more. No, you haven't given enough. Give me, give me more of that. Give me more of that. But, but honestly, God, the, the God that I read about in the Bible is a generous God. He gives much more than I could ever possibly think or imagine of giving back to him. Jesus talks about the generosity of his father in Matthew chapter 7. It says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? Anybody ever done that to you? They ask for, you ask for, for some fish and they bring you a snake. It'd be, it'd be kind of weird, but um, who does that? Nobody does that, right? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? That happened to me at a restaurant once. No, I'm just kidding. It didn't. <laughs> but listen to that language there. It says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. If we ask for fish, God's not going to give us a snake. If we ask for bread, he's not going to give us a stone. God loves to give good gifts to his children. So I want to take a few minutes and and point to some, some different examples of how God is generous to us, because there are multiple facets of his, his generosity towards us. The first is that God does bless us monetarily. In 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 5, it says, At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon during the night in a dream, and God said, Ask for whatever you want me to give you. Solomon answered, You have shown great kindness to your servant, my father David, because he was faithful to you and righteous and upright in heart. 
you have continued this great kindness to him and have, have given him a son to sit on his throne this very day. Now, Lord, my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father, David, but I am only a little child and do not know how to carry out my duties. Your servant here is among the people you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to count or number. So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. For who is able to govern this great people of yours? The Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for this. So God said to him, Since you have asked for this and not for long life or wealth for yourself, nor have asked for the death of your enemies, but for discernment and administering justice, I will do what you have asked. I will give you a wise and discerning heart so that there will never... uh, so that there will never have been anyone like you, nor will there ever be. Moreover, I will give you what you have not asked for, both wealth and honor, so that in your lifetime you will have no equal among kings. And if you walk in obedience to me and keep my decrees and commands as David your father did, I will give you a long life. Interesting thing about Solomon at this point is he was about 20 years old. Now, I don't know about you, but when I was 20, if God had said, give me, I will give you anything you ask for, I might have asked for a few different things. Probably not that. Maybe some of you are better than me. Maybe you would have. But, uh, but I know at 20 years old, I, I, I had a little different mindset. But I believe this shows something about the character of Solomon, doesn't it? That God asked him, what would you like me to give to you? And he asks for wisdom. Could have asked for anything. But he recognized that he needed help in this whole king business. And so he asked God for wisdom. In God's response, he says that because you have asked for this, rather than all of these other things that you could have asked for, I'm going to give you that and more. I'm going to give you the wisdom that you asked for. I'm going to do that. But I'm going to give you even more than that. We, that is the character of God. We cannot outgive God. God loves to give. He gives generously. In uh, 2010, I moved to Australia. I spent two years there uh, going, to, going to school, going to Hillsong Leadership College. And uh, um, after I'd spent the money to get there and spent the money on tuition, I found myself there with $500 to my name, which um, does not get you far when you have groceries and... Um, whatever else comes up, uh, and, and I had $500, and I, I basically needed to find a job right away or I would have been in trouble, M- might have been coming home, I don't know, but, uh, um, but one night, I went to a service, and they were taking up an offering, and, I, and I, I just felt the nudge of the Lord just asking, how much is in your wallet right now, and I knew, I, was, I, I think, I can't remember at the time, uh, right now, but I think it was somewhere between like 10 to $15 was in my wallet. And God said, I want you to give that. I want you to put that in the offering. And, and I, had, I had plenty of excuses of why that was not a good idea. It's like, God, don't have a job just yet. Only have very little money. I need to buy some groceries. You know, there's some other expenses coming up with, with, with the college. And, um, uh, you know, it's just, sometimes I have to catch a bus because I don't have a car. And um, I, I, need, I need some money. I, I, I can't give this. But the nudge wouldn't go away. God 
God uh, kept pushing me. No, I want you to give that, what, what you have in the wallet. And so I was obedient. And later on that evening, I was, uh, I was walking home, and, and the Lord told me that because I was faithful to what he asked of me, that he was going to give me a job the next day. I was like, wow, cool. And guess what happened? I went, I was passing out resumes the next day, and one of those resumes I passed out had called me, and I got the job with him. Now, I don't, I don't say this, I'm, I'm, I'm really not saying this to brag on myself, uh, but really to brag on God. Because I gave a, a small amount, I mean 10 to $15, I gave a small amount, and God blessed me by giving me a job. And I'm sure that we can all look to our lives and see where God has provided for us. God has, 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 has blessed us. When God has come through, when we were not sure how we were going to make ends meet. God came through. God blessed. God is generous to us. Amen? God is also generous to us in his love. One of my favorite verses in the Bible is 1 John chapter 3, verse 1. It says, see what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. That word lavished. I love that word. I love the word lavished. God has lavished his love on us. It says in another passage that while we were still sinners, in other words, while we stood for everything that God was against, Christ died for us. Jesus was so generous in his love that he was willing to die a torturesome death for us. God's love is constantly there for us. God's love changes us. It restores us. It cares for us. It has nothing to do with anything that we did. God just loves us. He just freely gives his love. He lavishly pours out his love on us because that is the kind of God he is. He is a generous God with his love. One of the most perfect illustrations, I believe, in, in, of, of God's generosity is in the way he served others. He was very, is very generous in serving others. He was constantly serving people. One of the greatest, well, one of the great pictures of this in the Bible is when he washed his disciples' feet. He was showing them that even though he was the master, he was the king, He was, in fact, God, that he didn't come so that everyone else could serve him. He came to serve others. It says in Matthew chapter 20, verse 26, not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to, to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. He would have had every right to come and say, serve me. I'm the master here. Serve me. Gather a bunch of people around him and say, okay, now your job is to do this for me. Your job is to do this for me. Your job is to do this for me. He had every right. He was the master. He was the king, but that's not what he did. Instead, he was the servant. He came to serve and he challenges us with that same thing. 
that if we, if we want to be first, we've got to be a slave. We've got to be a servant. That's the challenge. And that is a challenge, isn't it? But it's not something that he just said to do and then didn't do himself. He modeled this. His whole life was in service to God. His whole life was in service to others. We are called to do the same. So what does this look like? Practically, what does this look like? You know, when, when we flesh it out in our everyday lives, when we practice this, what does it look like? When someone, when, when someone gives us something, what's our natural response? Usually we want to give something back. Has anybody ever been in that awkward situation where someone gives you something for Christmas and then you're like, oh, I uh, didn't really get you anything. Oh, you know what? I've got a candy cane. Here you go. <laughs> we want to pay someone back. We want to give back to someone, right? If someone gives to us, we want to get, pay it forward. This act of being generous towards us evokes this response from us to want to give. I find that very interesting, don't you? The very way we were created sets this wheel in motion that we want to be generous when someone is generous to us. And this is because we are image bearers of God. Now, sometimes we also need to learn just to, just to receive. And so that example of someone gives you something for Christmas, sometimes we can just receive and it's okay. But I believe that there's something deep-rooted in us because we're image bearers of God, that when someone's generous towards us, we want to be generous back. He has created us in such a way that we actually want to give as a result of receiving. This giving and receiving gives glory to God. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 13, it says, Because of the service by which you have provided, excuse me, by which you have proved yourselves, others will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with, any, with everyone else. The key here is to have received from God. We already talked about the fact that God is generous. We have to receive that generosity from God. We love because God loved us first. We give because God gave to us first. So I have a question for you right now. Have you received from God? I mean, really received all that he's given. The completeness of his generosity. Because if you haven't, that's the first step right there. Because if you have, then, then even your response to God's generosity should be to be generous back. Now, this step of receiving is so crucial because if you're trying to give out of your own strength, you'll be drained and overwhelmed. And this can lead to being burnt out, can even lead to resentment, bitterness, and I gave all of this and I never got anything back. But we, when we receive from God, that's not our response. When we receive from God first, our response isn't, I can't believe I didn't get back. We already received. We give, we don't expect to get back because we've already received so much more than we're even possibly able to give. 
If you give out of the overflow of what God has given to you, then your well will never run dry. See, if you're connected to the living God, then giving should never be burdensome. He says, take my yoke upon you, for my burden is light. Let's look at what this this looks like in practice. I know a lot of times when people have, um, when, when people hear giving talked about in church, they automatically think of money, which is true, and, 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 and we live in a, in, in a world where money is necessary. And hopefully you understand that the money that you give to this church, we're able to use to further God's kingdom. But that's not the only thing to be given. I think that especially in today's society, one of the most difficult things to give is our time and energy. I know that's the most challenging for myself and my wife. Like, I mean, we, we get to the end of the week and we're just tired. All we want to do is just, just relax, put on Netflix, and just veg. It's like, okay, the week's done. Does anybody relate to that? But one thing I find is that, that when I'm continually, when, when we're continually seeking God, the amount of time and energy we have at the end of the week seems to be multiplied. My body might be tired, but God gives this supernatural energy to do what he's called us to do when I've been receiving from him. When I'm not, usually Netflix wins out. The reality is that if we are responding to what God has given to us, which is his one and only son who poured himself out for us, who poured his life out for you and me. I mean, he gave it all. Then we too should give it all. And in order uh, to to give this idea some structure, we need to look at Jesus' life that we read about in the Gospels. If you haven't read the Gospels, that's the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I would encourage you to do so. And depending on what kind of learner you are, we'll determine which of these accounts might make the most sense for you. If you're a little person, you like, you like all of the details, you know what? You should go to Matthew or Luke. They're great ones for, for you. If you, um, if you like the Reader's Digest version, the most concise, maybe you should read Mark. If you're more of a uh, a poetic or philosophical person, then John is a great one for you. John, but uh, the bottom line is that when you read about Jesus, you see that he gave everything. It doesn't matter which of those books that you read. You see that he gave everything, including his life, and he blessed those who did likewise. There are multiple examples in of, of this. And uh, one, one that comes to mind is, is, is the widow who gave all the money that she had. This is in Mark chapter 12, verse 41. It says, Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had to live on. 
She didn't have much, but she gave what she did. She gave what was in her hand. What does God put in your hand? Think about that. Throughout this week, think about what has God put in my hand and how can I use what God's put in my hand to, do, to bless others? This woman was willing to give it all to God because of her faith. Another example of, I think, of how we should give is in Acts chapter 3, verse 1. It says, one day Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at 3 in the afternoon. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. Let's break this down for just a minute. Let's break down the ways that Peter and John gave. So first, I would say that they gave their time. They were willing to have their agenda interrupted because they could see this was an opportunity to be generous with the good news of Christ. How many people do we walk right past because we have something to do, someplace to be, we're busy? Secondly, I would say that uh, they, they gave the source of their life. They gave out of what Jesus had given to them, which was the Holy Spirit. They gave this man his life by stopping and taking the time to serve him by healing him. They gave out of the overflow of God living in them. This is, this is practical for us to be able to do today. We can be willing to be interrupted, to give of our time, our love, our energy, to impart the Holy Spirit in just simple interactions. We don't have to be weird about it. Too many people are weird about these kind of things. Just be ourselves and just give what God gave to us. Just a simple question, can I pray for you right now? Yeah, I've got a meeting to go to, but can I pray for you right now? Yeah, I've, I've got this that I should be doing, but can I pray for you right now? Can we be interrupted? Another question I think we have to ask in, in order to understand how we can practically be generous is, what did Jesus give his life for? And the answer, he gave his life for people, for the church. Not a building, for the church, for people. So if we're to give like Jesus gave, then, then, then what does that look like today in this body? How can we serve each other and those outside? How can we be a light to people? And that's, over the next few weeks, we're going to spend some time talking about what that looks like here in this community. 
We're going to make available different opportunities that you can jump in and start pouring yourselves out to, to help further the kingdom of God. I'm excited about that. I'm excited about where we're going with this. But my encourage to you would be to take some time this week and sit with God. Just sit with him. The God who gave his life for you and continues to pursue you relentlessly, sit in his presence. Read his word. Allow him to pour into you all that he has to give. I believe that if you do this, your life will not be the same. You'll begin to see change, not only in your life, but the lives, the lives around you. Ask him how he wants to use you here in this community, and then, then prepare your heart to hear what, what, God's, what, um, what, what God is saying to you. Ask the Lord, what have you put in my hand that I can, that I can use to serve you? And can I go ahead and, uh, well, actually, before the worship team comes forward, I just want to give a practical, here, here's a practical application of how we can be generous and bless other people. We recently, for, for those who may not know, we recently had a family in this, uh, in, in this community who, who, who lost their daughter, um, which is beyond imaginable. And we and, and, and they're struggling to, to, to make ends meet for this, and we just want to bless them. And so we are, we're going to take up a second offering for this family, and, and I know that the, the, the church is, um, is also giving from, from uh, you, know, the, you know, we talk about the, the money that you give on a weekly basis, uh, that, that we want to use that to bless people, and we are, we are uh, contributing, matching uh, some of this as well. So please just uh, be generous, and let's go ahead and... Um, I'm just going to pray a blessing over this too while the bags are being passed. And Lord, I, I do just pray for this family, Lord, that you would just comfort them and bless them. Lord, would you just let them know how loved they are by you and, and by us, Lord. Show us, show us how to love them. Great. So, if you are, if if you're like, if you don't have the your your checkbook or cashier today, and and you do want to give, um, you can go online, and there's an option on there to hit a drop down menu and, and to select for uh, I think it says for for, for Lena's family. Um, yeah. So um, so that is an option to give online. It's just on Simple Give. You can find that link to that on our website www.oasisvineyard.org. So thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. Right, yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Check, check as well, yeah. So, all right, and can I have the worship team go ahead and come forward? I'm going to sing a couple more songs. And, and, and uh, while we do, I'd love for the prayer team to be up here. Just, uh, and and, and if, if you want prayer for anything while we are uh, singing these songs, I encourage you just to come forward, and then we'll have some, some more time for ministry after as well. But let's, uh, let's, let's spend some time in worship. Thank you, Jesus. 
Lord, come and breathe into us. Breathe your life into us. Lord, would you make us a community that is that seeks you first, Lord God, and then seeks to love each other, Father. Whatever that looks like, Lord God, would you show us, as we embark on this journey, Lord, would you show us what it looks like to be unified, to be your, the body of Christ, to be, to be your people. Come, Lord. Holy Spirit, come. Hmm. Lord, we don't want to do this on our own strength. We want to do it on yours. Bless you, Father.
come forward and let us pray for that. Day.